Welcome to the Progress Your Health podcast with your hosts, Dr. Robert Mackey and Dr. Valerie Davidson, a husband and wife team who specialize in bioidentical hormone replacement therapy and functional medicine. They're here to help you lose weight, balance hormones, and age gracefully. It's their mission to motivate, educate, and empower you to take your health to the next level. And now your hosts, hormone experts, Dr. Mackey and Dr. Davidson. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Progress Health Podcast. I'm Dr. Mackey. And I'm Dr. Davidson. So, Dr. Dr. Davidson, how are you doing this morning? I am doing really good. I was just actually looking at our little dog, Bob. His name is Bob. That we have, he's, what, 15 months old right now? 16 uh, months old? Anyway, I just love to look at him. He's laying at my feet with his head using, there's on the desk here, there's like um, a metal rod, and he likes to use that metal rod as his pillow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, if you're wondering, my name is Robert. Um, his name is Bob. Uh, my dad's name was Bob. Uh, he always went by Bob. He didn't go by Robert or Rob. Uh, so um, he passed away in 2000. Um, but when we got him, um, you went through a kind of a, a whole bunch of awful names. Uh, and uh, and then you just came up with Bob one day. Like, I think we should name him Bob. I'm like, all right, that's good. You know, that was uh, that was my pick in the first place. But you went through a bunch of, I don't even remember some of the, there were some really I weird ones. I won't tell you, but. There were some weird ones. He is a Bob and he's, yeah, he's, he's very cute. Yeah. Uh, for those of you that are, we've talked about him on some other podcasts, but uh, if you're interested, he is a half Australian shepherd, mini Australian shepherd. He's quarter border collie and a quarter blue healer. Uh, needless to say, he's um, smart as a whip, uh, and he has an unlimited amount of energy, uh, almost to a frustrating point sometimes. Uh, but nonetheless, he's uh, he's fantastic. So we're going to uh, talk about some listener reader questions. Uh, this one is about thyroid, kind of the questioning whether someone is hypothyroid or not. Uh, and this one, honestly, is something that we get quite often. Um, this is a very, in, in some ways, a little bit of a controversial topic. Um, we'll get into why that is here in a second. Uh, this comes from Danette. Uh, Dr. Davis, why don't you go ahead and read it? Sure, sure. So this question is from Danette, and she's actually a podcast listener. So she had listened to an episode called, Do You Have um, Low Levels of T3? So her question was, uh, from Danette, can you determine if I should be considered for hypothyroidism? I have five of the listed symptoms, but my labs fall into, quote unquote, normal ranges for my lab. Uh, Free T4 is 1.1, free T3 is 3.0, TSH, thyroid stimulating hormone, is 0.82. And like Dr. Mackey said, is it is a little bit controversial because people always want to be um, not patient, not, you know, not necessarily people in general, but, you know, there's always this connotation of being diagnosed. I've been diagnosed this. I'm diagnosed this, like this label of being diagnosed. So if you fall in a certain reference range, then you're either not diagnosed as hypothyroid, but if you fall just slightly out of that reference range, then you're technically diagnosed hypothyroid. So we look at things a little bit more fluidly, um, looking at the symptoms, of course, looking at the labs, looking at the person's lifestyle. So this is where we're going to kind of break this down a bit. But um, just to kind of back up on that um, episode that we did, the symptoms that we had, which um, Danette is saying that she has five plus of the listed symptoms, the symptoms we had written down were fatigue, weight gain or slow metabolism, dry skin, constipation, low mood, heavy periods, heavy irregular periods, brain fog, and hair, and excuse me, and hair loss. 
Yeah, uh, that's episode 38, by the way, if you go back and look. Uh, and it's amazing on how long ago that was already that we're already on. This is what I think 75 or 74, something like that. And, uh, and now, um, you know, we're already you know, almost 40 episodes past that. Uh, so in a, in a situation like this, she, her labs, uh, again, the free T3, the free T4, the TSH, those three tests, uh, at least there is a free T3 level there. Whoever ran her numbers, the free T3 is one that we, uh, choose to do all the time uh, conventionally does not get done very often and even if it does get done at the patient request um, most doctors really don't pay a lot of attention to it her TSH is actually perfect uh, it's below 1.8 I think is a very good number uh, the free T3 <coughs> excuse me the free T3 is a little bit uh, you know kind of middle of the range top of the bell curve but at least it's in the threes it's not in the twos uh, what we don't know about Danette is how old Danette is uh, you know, so from her thyroid numbers, she's, you know, she's technically not hypothyroid. Uh, you know, she is uh, with her symptoms, like you say, well, one of our rules always is treat the patient first and the lab test second. Okay? In medicine, it kind of has reversed a little bit and it's all, always about the numbers and it's not so much about this, the, the clinical presentation as, as it probably should be in most cases. Exactly. So we're we're just looking at the labs and, you know, Danette's probably feeling frustrated with her doctor because they're telling her she's normal, but she's not feeling normal. But like Dr. Mackey had said, with the reference ranges, and honestly, the reference ranges are really vast, that most people, when they do their lab work for their thyroid, tend to fall in that normal range. But her TSH, like he said, the thyroid stimulating hormone at 0.82 is actually really good. The usual reference range for a TSH is anywhere between 0.45 and 4.5, which is a very big reference range, 0.45 to 4.5. So in the way the TSH works, the thyroid stimulating hormone is a signal from your brain and it monitors overall thyroid status in your body. So if the thyroid levels go down in your body, that TSH from the brain goes up. So when you see a high number of TSH, then you think that person's thyroid is probably low. I've had plenty of patients, and I'm sure you have too, Dr. Mackey, that come in and their TSH is actually down at, you know, 0.45, maybe even a little lower than that, or 0.75, and they're like, my TSH is so low, is my thyroid low? And actually, I have to tell them it works in the reverse, which is called a negative feedback. So if that TSH is low, that means your thyroid levels possibly pretty much are probably on the higher end and vice versa, if that makes sense. Yeah, right. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's kind of the opposite. When the, th when the TSH goes up, then your thyroid function is lower. Um, but, you know, there's a lot of controversy out there in the non-conventional world of not really paying a lot of attention to the TSH, uh, which we do agree with. Now, we test the TSH. We want to pay attention what the TSH is because it still provides us some good information, um, but we don't necessarily make all of our decisions based on that one test. Uh, conventionally, when people finally come to us, They've been to multiple doctors. They might have been to their general practitioner or even an endocrinologist. And if that TSH comes back normal, they are not going to do nothing. Uh, and that's where we kind of, uh, you know, we differ with that a little bit, in, you know, in a lot of cases, uh, because there's a, with everything, you know, like you said earlier about being diagnosed, there's this kind of what I have it or I don't kind of a concept in medicine. Uh, and with thyroid, I think the thyroid has, certain levels of severity. Uh, now, if that TSH, you know, hers, let's say hers is at eight, you know, it's 8.2 instead of 0.82. Well, then automatically she'd be diagnosed and she'd, put on, she'd be put on Synthroid or Levothyroxine or Levoxyl. Uh, but that, you know, that 
that's also a treatment style that we don't necessarily agree with either. Uh, you know, you know, so, you know, her numbers, technically she is not hypothyroid, but she had a list of five of the plus five plus symptoms on the list that we read off earlier. So we would put her in a category of subclinical hypothyroid, at least potentially anyways. Um, but there's a whole bunch more information about her lifestyle, her age, um, you know, her menstrual history, where she is, is she in menopause? Is she not? If she's in perimenopause or menopause, that could account for all of her symptoms. Okay. But if she was, and I, believe that she probably isn't. I, I would say if she was in menopause or even close to menopause, her thyroid numbers would probably look worse than they do. Yeah, usually with menopause, that TSH will start to come up. And and like Dr. Mackey said, is we don't want to fixate on the TSH. We just want to have it in our you know repertoire to be able to put all the pieces of the puzzle together. I do think that Danette's free T4 at 1.1 is pretty good. I like to see the free T4 right around 1.1, 1.2. You don't necessarily want to see it too high because a lot of the reference range again is vast 0.8 to 1.8 because if you if your t4 is too high that means it's pooling and it's not converting to the free t3 because the whole goal between free t4 is to have it convert to the active form of thyroid which is the free t3 so with danette her free t3 at 3.0 again the reference ranges are huge 1.8 to 2.9 um some of them are like 2.2 to 4.4 everybody is you know they have all these reference ranges all over the place with these labs I'm um, sorry, the, the typical reference range is 2.2 to 4.4. But anytime, you know, you see it around 3 or below, you think that free T3 is low. But that's where, like Dr. Mackey said, is we want to, you know, we want to treat the individual. We don't want to treat the numbers. You know, we wouldn't, Danette would not feel good if I said, okay, your free T3 is low. Let's just throw you on some thyroid. She'd probably feel horrible because it may not, because her TSH is pretty good. Her free T4 is pretty good. There's probably something else behind the scenes that that's creating that free T3 to go down. And usually your first thought is like we had talked about perimenopause, menopause. I'm thinking it probably is a little bit more to do with her adrenal glands. Yeah, right. There's definitely a connection between the adrenals and thyroid function, uh, you know, it, it, depending on what symptoms she has there, uh, adrenal issues, stress is going to cause irregular irregularities to the period. It's certainly going to cause weight gain. It's going to certainly cause fatigue on uh, dry skin, constipation, even low mood. Um, those are kind of, you know, those are definitely, you know, if you look up anything that relates to hypothyroid, those, those come up quite often. Um, but there's lots of other things that could uh, you know, that those could pertain to. Those are not necessarily, uh, they're classic hypothyroid symptoms, but there's other things that could lead to those as well. So, you know, granted, you know, this question is one sentence with a couple of lab numbers, but just to kind of really extrapolate a little bit, looking at what she's saying, I would say out of her symptoms, she probably has fatigue because that low T3 level, you know, around 3.0 is probably making her tired. She probably is getting weight gain or she's stalling and not losing weight. So definitely, and I would say probably the other ones would be the dry skin, the low mood, and the brain fog. She might be having some hair loss, but usually that free T3 has to be below 3.0 to really see that hair um, really fall out a lot because it does when that T3 starts to drop down. But I would say definitely she's probably tired and it's that metabolism. Yeah, right. Yeah. And that would, you know, with numbers like this, uh, again, with that free T3 being right on the top of the bell curve, uh, you know, so the reference range for free T3 is 2.3. Some labs, it goes all the way down to 2.0. Some, it goes down to even like 1.8 uh, and it goes up to 4.2 to 4.4. 
So the 3.0 would be pretty much at the top of the bell curve. A lot of times we see that number for women, especially of all different you know age ranges, we see it in the low twos. Uh, it'll be 2.3, 2.4, 2.6, 2.7. Uh, and like you said, that's where some of the you know, the more predominant hypothyroid symptoms come in. And usually if that's the case, what we want to see when we're, when we're managing someone's thyroid is we want to see a low TSH and a high, a low normal TSH and a high normal free T3. Uh, in, in some ways, hers is, is exactly that. She's got a low normal TSH. I wouldn't say a high normal free T3, but it's in a good range. Uh, it's in a relatively good range free T3 um, as opposed to being in the lower twos. So then if let's say fatigue was one of her symptoms or the weight gain, then you would think more uh, uh, insulin stress, cortisol stress, you know, maybe there's some other things going on there um, that is, you know, that is kind of, you know, uh, that is making those uh, symptoms manifest on a consistent basis. Yeah, you'll see that TSH actually drop. And then the T3 drop when you see somebody that's under a tremendous amount of mental or physical stress. Like, for example, um, people that are training for a marathon, when they're really getting up there in those high, you know, those high mileage numbers, their free T3 will tend to drop a little bit because they're putting such a tremendous amount of pressure on their bodies that their body is not really um, understanding. So it's trying to conserve energy, and you'll see the T3 drop and the TSH go down. You see that also when people go on a diet, you know, right? Our typical diet, hey, I grew up in the 80s and and 90s. We were told if you wanted to lose a few extra pounds, you just stop eating. That Now we know that's not right. So when you try to restrict your calories, the body thinks it's starving itself. So what does it want to do? It wants to conserve energy. So you'll see the TSH drop and you'll see the free T3 drop. So in some respects, um, like we've talked about in the past, and Dr. Mackey is super passionate about, is Danette may be over-exercising and under-eating. Yeah, that's possible. But I would, you know, that that may be just because her TSH is below one. um, But maybe the the free T3 would be a little bit lower than that if she was. Uh, I wouldn't expect it to be 3.0 if she, you know, if she was. Um, But... Uh, when you see more psychological stress, you know, stress at work, stress in the family, uh, financial stress, uh, then you start to see that, T- or they're approaching menopause, which is a different kind of stress. Now you start to see that TSH start to rise. Uh, it's 1.5, then it goes to 2.2, then it goes to 3.2, and it hovers in that upper end of that range. Uh, then usually, you know, those symptoms are, you know, are pretty pr- uh, predominant at that point. So in, in this case, if her TSH, like I say, was 2.5 or higher, even 2.0 or higher, we probably approach this in a little bit of a different way. Um, but because her TSH, even though that's not the end-all be-all uh, as far as thyroid testing, uh, if we put her on medication with these numbers, her TSH would just drop, you know, you know, in a too low of a range. Uh, and, it, and like you said earlier, too, it may not necessarily make her feel any better. No, so um, if we, I had a patient that had this type of, you know, profile, you know, definitely like we mentioned, looking into the adrenal glands, looking into the lifestyle, maybe doing some, um, some, some nutritional supplements to help the T4 convert to T3. So it could be that her, you know, and maybe even checking a reverse T3. So if her T4 is converting to reverse T3 and her reverse T3 is a little bit on the high end, then you know that, Hey, we need to do something to get that conversion to go to the free T3. And you can do that. There's lots of different supplements that we use. There's lots of lifestyle, um, Dr. Mackey had even mentioned something about sleeping and cortisol and insulin and glucose. If she's not sleeping, then her free T3 is going to drop down, whether she can't sleep because her body won't let her sleep or she can't sleep because she's not letting her sleep. So it'd be really looking into, you know, a little bit more lifestyle. And then after working on, you know, working with 
her for, you know, maybe about six to nine weeks, then we would probably retest maybe some other adrenal profiles, but then look at this thyroid panel again to see, okay, where's that T3 now? Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, now, again, that's also taking, uh, we don't know where she is, if she's in perimenopause or menopause. If she's in menopause, uh, looking at female hormones, you know, um, definitely comes into you know, comes into play, even in the perimenopause, that's going to have a, a factor. And all of those symptoms are going to be, you know, they're going to kind of mimic, uh, you know, a hypothyroid type of situation. So uh, I think we kind of hashed this one to death, right? I think we be beat this one, uh, you know, thoroughly. Um, you know, uh, we could, you know, ha uh, you know, probably keep talking about it. I mean, we can we talk about this stuff all the time. But um, this one, I think is, you uh, uh, I think it's a, you know, a, a fairly straightforward case for the most part, but there's a lot of information that we don't know. So we're making some assumptions to be able to, you know, um, you know, that we would have to know in order to make full decision, uh, you know, full clinical decisions about, you know, this situation. Uh, so and Dr. Davison, do you have anything else to add about this? Nope. Nope. This was really fun. Okay. Uh, until next time, I'm Dr. Mackey. And I'm Dr. Davidson. Take care. Bye now. Thank you for listening to the Progress Your Health podcast. If you like what you've heard on this podcast, please give us a positive review on iTunes. This allows us to spread our message, grow our audience, and help more people around the world. For more information, visit our website at ProgressYourHealth.com.